was a way to give show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you casual wrestling fans and all you smart marks, I am Kayfabe AJ and this is Kayfabe Avenue and today we're bringing you the Clash of Champions predictions. So I'm just run through the car, give a little background and just a little bit of what I think might happen tonight at Clash of Champions. So giving you this really early in the day, got a few hours removed. So get your day started, get your mind, uh, you know, working as far as this pay-per-view goes. And the first matchup on this card, it kind of pissed me off the position of this match because finally Zelina Vega is getting some shine. She's finally a singles competitor dropping Andrade and dropping Angel Garza two weeks ago on Raw. Ironically, they both have a match later on the night after seeing some success after being dropped by Zelina Vega. But the fact that this is on the pre-show kind of sucks for me. Uh, Zelina's been like a big part of Monday Night Raw. She's been, you know, a big reason why I liked the Andrade character or got interested in the Angel Garza character. So for her to finally get some shine and it's on the pre-show, not only that, Asuka doesn't deserve being on the pre-show. She's been a fighting women's champion. She's had probably the decent brunt of most of the good storylines the past couple of months. She's been a highlight on Raw and during the COVID-19 era in the Performance Center. So I feel like she should definitely not be relegated to a pre-show. Um, if anything, probably... I could see Lashley versus Apollo taking the place of this. No offense to both of them. The, you know, the Hurt Business has been a good storyline. But Asuka being women's champion, they need to respect the women's uh, championship a little bit more. You know, both men's titles are being defended on the main card. I don't see why the women's championship should be there. If anything, one of the SmackDown or Raw tag team titles should, should have been defended there. You know, instead of... Lashley and Apollo, I'll take that back. You know what? Cesaro and Shinsuke versus the Lucha House Party should have probably been the pre-show, considering nobody really believes the Lucha House Party is going to really pull off a win. I think people lost faith in that a long time ago. They looked at as jokes, and honestly, recently, they don't really have like too much direction. Like They're splitting, they're together, they're splitting, they're together. I don't really know... But as far as Asuka versus Selena Vega, I think it'd be a long shot if Selena won. I wouldn't be too surprised if she did for the simple fact that Vince is very high on Selena Vega. She takes up a lot of time on Raw, and this will be a good look. But coming off of her rivalry with Bailey and Sasha and that whole back and forth, Asuka's actually been able to pull away from that, that uh, storyline. And this is her first major feud outside of you know, maybe Mickey James, who's had a couple of run-ins with Oscar the past couple of weeks. But this is the first storyline Oscar removed out of that major feud with Bailey and Sasha. So I see Oscar pulling off the win. 
if Zelina Vega by some chance does pull off a win, I will be happy for that too. But the smart bet for me will probably be Asuka. So moving on to the main card, like I said, this this match should have probably taken the pre-show slot as opposed to a women's championship. But we have Cesaro and Shisuke Nakamura versus Lucha House Party. Not much to be said as far as this rivalry goes because I feel like this was thrown together kind of last minute. Cesaro and Shinsuke were on Raw, kind of competing against the Street Profits. I thought come Clash of Champions, we'll have a Raw tag team title versus SmackDown tag team title unification match. That didn't pan out, and we're having this Lucha House Party. I'm hoping coming out of this match that Lucha House Party breaks up. I think it's time for them to be split. They haven't seen any success as a trio, as a tag team. So I think it's time for them to move on. I want to see some things from, let's say, Dorado. You know, we could expand on the Cruiserweight division in NXT by bringing those guys in. Or, you know, just have fresh talent. There's a a lot of Mexican wrestlers, luchadors on Raw. Who knows? Maybe we could split the Lucha House Party up. They could get into the mix of what's going on with Rey Mysterio, uh, Son, Dominic. And, you know, now we have... Umberto Carrillo teaming, so a lot of luchador stuff. Maybe they could move around the Lucha House party, but I expect Cesaro and Shisuke to pull off this win, and it's strictly off of the, the way that Lucha House party's been booked for the past couple of years. I can't even say months. The past couple of years, they've been like really not even a push, really. They've had little segments, a little comedy things here and there, but as far as something feasible that will make me believe They'll actually win the title. Uh, not Nothing in recent memory. Next matchup is the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Andrade. Now, like I said, they've been battling the past couple of weeks Um, over, you know, with, with Zelina Vega finally getting fed up and leaving Andrade and Angel Garza. You know, this is probably their sixth match, seventh matchup against each other. I'm not sure of the exact number, but... This this match has been seen a lot the past couple of months. I feel like I'm not tired of it yet because with Zelina finally dropping them, them actually getting the number one contendership in a fatal four-way tag team match, I feel like it's a little different this time. We probably will see Andrade and Angel Garza with the tag team titles by the end of tonight, and that's who I'm picking. I think the Street Profits have had a decent run. Um, they've pretty much defended on all possible tag teams on Raw, you know, outside of uh, maybe Alberto Carrillo and Dominic that just, you know, paired together. The Viking Raiders, one of them is injured. So not much fresh matchups for the Street Profits, but that can change with, you know, Andrade and Angel Garza when it'll be a change of pace and honestly something for these guys to finally do. They look like the Los Ingonables of WWE, you know, those guys, um, specifically Andrade coming from that stable. And, you know, that stable is well-known in New Japan and Mexico. So he definitely deserves some more shine. It's a little sad for me to see Zelina have to get removed from them to, for them to kind of look like they're about to get a win or at least look like they're going to win. So, you know, hopefully... They pull off the win, maybe, who knows, if the miracle comes out and Lena Vega ends up uh, pulling out W over Oscar, or, or, you know, 
Maybe Mika James comes in and attacks Oscar because she's been in the storyline recently too, trying to get her her hands on that. Even though she lost clean to Zelina Vega, which is the reason Zelina's even in this match. But who knows? Maybe Zelina, Andrade, and Angel Garza all be having gold tonight. But like I said, that's far fetched. I'm still going with a smart bet in Oscar. So. Yeah, as far as this goes, I'm going for Angel Garza and Andrade to win the Raw Tag Team titles. Moving on, we have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad. Now, they've been building the Riot Squad for a little while. And, you know, they were rivals and then they got back together. They did the thing with the Iconics, but they weren't sure if um, the Riot Squad was actually a unit. If it was actually going to be loyal to each other. They proved they were, you know, it's been good storyline booking as far as the Riot Squad goes, but I don't see them pulling out this win. Shayna Baszler alone is dominant enough, and then you pair her with the injurer, Nia Jax. I mean, the odds are definitely stacked against the Riot Squad. I definitely am going for Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, as hard as it is for me to actually admit that, because I can't stand Nia Jax. <laughs> Uh, but they are coming into this match really strong. They've been, for some reason, putting Lana through tables all month <laughs> and, on um, you know, beating Natty and, you know, the Riot Squad, like I said, been getting built up, but I don't see them pulling off this win just yet. Maybe, you know, I hope they book it in a way that the Riot Squad looks strong. You know, they don't get decimated because whenever you got Baszler in the ring, there's a chance that they might let people just run rough shot. And run rampant over, you know, the match. And she just ends up demolishing people. So, they've actually been building her tag team with Nia Jax. As they hate each other. And it's like anything you can do, I could do better kind of thing. They're like the bullies of the women's division. So, I definitely expect for them to win. I definitely expect for that storyline to continue. Their little rivalry. Who knows? They'll probably end up losing it. Trying to one-up each other. And then that leads to a match between the two. It's normally how these kind of booking situations end up happening. But nonetheless, going for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Next up, we have the women's SmackDown women's title match. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Now, as much as I would love for Nikki Cross to finally get some shine, finally um, get that women's title, it's hard to believe that she would. But with that being said, I am going for her. My thought behind this is uh, Sasha Banks is still pissed off about Bailey, you know, turning on her. What's a better way to get revenge than actually costing her the women's championship? You know, I would have loved to have that rivalry cap off with a women's title shot, but we're definitely a few months from WrestleMania, so I think their rivalry should definitely stretch. I think their rivalry should definitely pick up more so around Royal Rumble, so that leads into the stretch for WrestleMania. You know, one of them could end up with the title again and defend against each other, have that great one-on-one classic between the two to cap off that rivalry that's been building for over the, you know, the past year. But, um, yeah, I've seen Nikki Cross probably actually pulling this off with the Sasha Banks interference, but it could go either way because we also have Alexa Bliss who's been doing her little transition into Sister Abigail or whatever, you know, is going on with her as far as being possessed by Bray Wyatt. So who knows? She might come out and attack her old tag team partner, Nikki Cross, costing her. So 
Either way, I see an interference happening in this match, whether that's in favor for the champion Bailey or that's in favor for Nikki Cross. Um, I definitely see some type of interference going on uh, to set up the ending of this match. So I'm just going to go for Nikki Cross. I definitely think Nikki's at a point where Bliss is doing her own thing with The Fiend. Uh, she's using Nikki as a catalyst for her turn. So I think it's a good uh, it's a good pairing if you give Nikki the title and then have her finally have to fight her friend who's, you know, turning to the dark side in Alexa Bliss for the Women's Championship and, you know, solidifying her title reign against somebody like Alexa Bliss, who's multi-time uh, Women's Champion, you know, so... It'll be a good look for either women. I'd like everything that's going on with Alexa Bliss recently. She's been even pulling off the transition and the trance uh, characteristic of her character. Even outside of WWE TV, she was recently on uh, Booker T's podcast. And once they asked about The Fiend, she went into a trance and they, the feed ended up cutting. So, been a lot of intriguing stuff as far as the women's division surrounding SmackDown. So... Looking forward to this match. I think we might see a new women's champion. I'm going to go for that. But before we get into the rest of the card, let's take a quick break and give it to our sponsors. We'll be back right after this. All right, and we're back to run down the rest of the Clash of the Champions card. And uh, we left off with the Bailey versus Nikki, and I chose Nikki Cross as uh the possible winner of that match. So next up, we have Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews for the United States Championship. And over the past couple of months, they've been doing great things finally with Bobby Lashley, even Apollo Crews. And honestly, a lot of the black male superstars on Raw, they've been giving them a great platform with the Hurt Business. We got Bobby Lashley teaming with MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and now the heel turned Cedric Alexander, so it's been very entertaining. Apollo Crews, you know, this is his rematch for the United States Championship coming off of SummerSlam. Uh, no, actually coming off of Payback, where he lost the title to Lashley. And they, there's just been a lot of good back and forth between them. Cedric was, you know, on Team Apollo, Ricochet, and all them. And he ends up turning, joining the Hurt Business. So it's been a, a, you know, Raw has been hurt business heavy. So I expect this match to go along well. I think, you know, obviously coming off of the win on Payback, which was a few weeks ago, Bobby Lashley obviously has to win this match. I don't see Apollo Crews taking it back. Apollo had a decent run. Um, COVID kind of struck in the middle of his run, but it did lead to a larger storyline where they introduced a new United States Championship MVP to get claim to it, and they had a the real United States Champion be crowned at SummerSlam. So I think Apollo's had a decent run as far as that goes. I think it's time for Bobby Lashley's uh to get really shot up to the moon. You know if he's not gonna touch the WWE Championship anytime soon because that right you know that uh main event is kind of stacked right now. He definitely should be a dominant United States champion. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. Like, this man should have been fighting Brock Lesnar two years ago, if you ask me. But Bobby Lashley for the win. Um, more than likely, we're going to see some Hurt Business activity going on there. This is the only match that actually has the Hurt Business. Anybody from the Hurt Business involved. So, expect 
to see the crew on ringside. Um, hats off to MVP who's been leading that crew, um, being the mouth, mouthpiece for all of them. Good work. And coming off of his debut, where it was kind of lackluster because it was spoiled at the Royal Rumble, he's definitely redeemed himself and put himself in a position to push a lot of the young talent. And that's what's going on. And that's why we even have an Apollo versus Bobby Lashley for our title match. Like, you rewind a year ago, you would have never thought Apollo Crews would be involved in any kind of uh, championship match, let alone, you know, almost at the top of the card with Bobby. So that's a good look. The end of the day, I picked Bobby Lashley to retain. So moving on, we have an interesting matchup, which is probably one of the ones I'm most excited to see is the triple threat intercontinental championship match. Jeff Hardy versus Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles was the Intercontinental Champion, losing to Jeff Hardy uh, over a month ago. And when Jeff Hardy won the title, the the returning Sami Zayn showed up. And when Sami Zayn left pre-COVID, he was the Intercontinental Champion, never losing the belt, you know, never relinquishing it himself. He's been away because of COVID-19. So upon his return, the storyline is he's the true intercontinental championship champion and honestly i love storylines like this and when you have these three guys jeff hardy who you know is going to put put it on on the line aj styles who can wrestle any type of matchup and Sami Zayn, who's just as good this is going to be a, a classic i expect nothing less than a classic out of these three now i would love for Sami Zayn to actually win this match because like i said he's the real intercontinental champion he never lost it it was a COVID-19 situation, worldwide pandemic, that stopped him from being able to show up. So I think Sami Zayn should win to continue his push that he never really got with winning the IC title. He probably had it for a couple of weeks, and then this COVID situation happened. So I think it should go to Sami Zayn. I'm not going to put it out the realm of possibility that AJ Styles picks up this win for the simple fact everybody's so focused on Jeff and Sami being the champions that you're kind of left in the dust of kind of forget AJ Styles is you know in that picture even though last Friday on Smackdown he kind of stood tall took both of them out stood on the ladder with both belts um usually when the person doing that on the closing show they usually not the winner but um you know I don't I don't put it past their own possibility AJ Styles winning this I don't think Jeff Hardy is gonna win that's uh something that I feel like might be a rarity in this match. Um, Sami Zayn is my favorite to win just for the simple fact that he's returning. They want to build Sami, or hopefully they want to build Sami up to be a, a you know contender, put him back in the mix of storylines. Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles has been happening for a little bit already. So, you know, it's time to turn the tide. Let's have Sami Zayn win. And that's what I'm going for, Sami Zayn. Next up is the WWE title match. Uh, in an ambulance match, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. And honestly, like we've been saying in all these podcasts the past couple of months, Randy Orton is on the top of his fucking game. Like, this is prime Randy Orton, you know, um, you know, match quality, promo work, everything. Like, he's hitting on all cylinders. Drew McIntyre as well. I've been enjoying his WWE title reign. You know, it was sad that he didn't win it at a a crowd you know, big crowd in, in, at WrestleMania. It was supposed to be about 70,000 people. Didn't happen, but he's redeemed it throughout the months, keeping 
The storyline's interesting. You know, that that's usually a big problem. We usually have repetitive champions or repetitive WWE title storylines. And Drew McIntyre has definitely been like a f- breath of fresh air. And although this match is between McIntyre and Randy Orton, we also got to keep in mind Keith Lee has been circling this storyline uh, pretty much since Randy Orton focused on Drew McIntyre. So... I believe uh, Keith Lee will probably interfere in this match. So we probably have Drew retaining or Orton winning by DQ. Or well, matter of fact, it's an ambulance match. You can't even do that. I'll take that back. But I do think Keith Lee will get involved in some shape or uh, form. Um, fun fact, Randy Orton going into Clash of Champions, his record is about <coughs> six out of seven. Drew being the seventh matchup, he's uh beating the champion at uh six clash style uh events. So if history tells us anything, Randy Orton has a big chance of pulling off this win and becoming the WWE champion tonight. I personally don't see that happening unless down the line the Edge storyline comes back into fruition. I don't see that happening until maybe Royal Rumble, maybe WrestleMania time again. They always try to do the big fours, even though we have a big four coming Survivor Series. But, you know, those are mostly geared towards brand versus brand, uh, with last year being brand versus brand versus brand, NXT, SmackDown, and Raw all competing against each other. So I don't think we'll get an edge return there. Um, I think they'll hold that off for Rumble or Mania. So I don't see... Orton possibly winning it tonight. I think he might break his uh, record of beating the champions at Clash. So I'm going for Drew with maybe uh, interference or assistance from Keith Lee. They've been trying to keep Keith in the main event picture. They're strapping a rocket to him. So I wouldn't be too surprised that he gets it ejected. This becomes down the line a triple threat between the three with who knows hopefully a key Lee standing on top but either way all, all all the guys involved in the title situation and the title picture going on have been awesome so i won't be pissed off at any you know result of this match drew mcintyre is a great champion i want to see him ride it out until we get some fans and you know he gets his big moment as champion in front of a crowd and if Orin wins man Orin is like i said top of the game he's a legend legend killing um, you know, his storylines have been t- arguably the best thing going on on Raw. And he's gave us a great couple of months as far as veterans go. So uh, if I have to choose one, hell, I go with the record. I go with Randy Orton winning at Clash of Champions. But like I said, I really don't see it unless they're trying to stretch it down the line for an edge win. But with Keith Lee in this storyline, like circling the storyline... I think the safest bet is probably Drew, but, you know, just to gamble a little bit on my predictions, I'll go with Randy Orton winning tonight. So, finally, the main event of the night, the WWE Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Now, when this match was originally, you know, the the number one contendership, it was a fatal four-way, Baron Corbin, Matt Riddle, Jey Uso, and Sheamus. I um I didn't believe at all that um it'd be Jay Uso winning this match. Jay has been locked in the tag team with his 
twin brother since the beginning, since day one. Literally, that's their slogan, day one-ish. They've literally been a tag team since their debut. All that, and that was probably, what, like 2009-ish, 10-ish, around there. So 10-plus years of being locked in the tag team, you return without your brother and instantly get put in a championship match. When I originally saw this, I was like, oh, come on, are you serious? I thought they were going to build this in a way that was like, um, Roman's really not trying to defend his title. He's just trying to be dominant. So he's defending against cousin. Maybe his cousin's going to lay down. But I actually have a change in opinion. By the end of the month, this storyline is actually kind of intriguing. Intriguing. We have Roman's cousin who nobody would have ever looked at ever in the contendership way. Gets a miracle win. Now it's a family feud. Now, you know, Roman sees that his cousin is kind of intrigued to win that title. The last episode of SmackDown, I think they capped this rivalry off like really good going into this into this match. We have Roman like destroying his cousin, pretty much telling him, I'm at the head of this table. You're not going to take my spot or whatever the case may be, which is ironic because if anybody's at the head of that table, it's not you, Roman. It's the Rock Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Don't ever forget it. But you know, uh, I'll hit on that also, but this kind of capped it because it's like Roman is solidifying his heel turn by attacking his own family member. If he's going to destroy his own cousin, somebody who's been riding with him since diapers, if he could do that to, to him, then anybody, anybody is, you know, nobody's off limits. Anybody could get it on that on that SmackDown roster. So I do like that. I like the new attitude. Um, speaking of new attitude, Roman Reigns confirmed that he's going to, change his look a little bit. We probably see the new theme tonight. We probably see him without the shield vest for the first time since shield started. So that's a good look. Um, but it, it, it's just a good look overall. We've been waiting for years for Roman to finally turn heel and we're finally getting it. And when, like I said, when this first started, I was like, Oh shit, what a throwaway ass match, but it actually is building the character. Not only that it makes you believe in Jay Uso, uh, a little bit more, and if his brother's not ready to come back, you know, maybe we can see him go for the Intercontinental Championship or, you know, contend for something on his own. You know, this uh, this is good in building character. And I feel like WWE, all the, all the times we kind of chip at them or, or shit on them for their decision-making, they've actually been doing a lot of character building. They've been doing a lot of new stars and new positions. So hats off to that. This is a testament to that. We got Jay Uso. Getting a championship match. So, with that being said, if Jimmy is not healthy, I definitely see this at a... Well, I see this generally as just a catalyst for down the line. I see this as a reason, the the catalyst for The Rock to feel like Roman is, is uh, full of himself. Not only that, that's already trickled down to the family. He, he attacked Jey Uso. Uh, if maybe Jimmy could get interjected into the storyline as well, defending his brother... Roman takes both of them out, destroys them. I definitely see this as a way to get Roman versus The Rock at a possible future WrestleMania. This is the time to do it. Roman is full heel. You're doing this now before Survivor Series. That means we got two major events before Mania to get his heel character completely over. So by the time we see Rock come back, this clash will be epic as hell. And we can see who's the real head of the table. But that promo was really good because it felt like when they were trying to make Roman uh 
a good guy. They were feeding him like the Cena lines. Like it just didn't feel real. It didn't feel like it was him. And this one is starting to finally feel genuine. Like you we're starting to find other reasons to like Roman Reigns. And, you know, a big reason why we didn't was because he was force fed to us. Not that he had no talent or he wasn't that good, but his promos kind of came off generic and he was, they were giving him the scene of treatment. So I'm glad they finally flipped the script on that. Obviously, I'm going with a Roman Reigns victory. Um, if there's no interference by Jimmy Uso or nothing of that regard, I don't expect this to go the crazy distance. Like Roman's being built as a monster. You know, it's not his yard anymore. It's his island. He's the chief. So big things as far as that goes. So I'm appreciating the storyline. This is a stacked clash of champions um my only turn off to it was the oscar zelina vega being the pre-show but you know hopefully they turn out a little classic or they give us something that we could be proud of as far as them to go top to bottom card looking really stacked so uh enjoy enjoy the predictions i gave you let me know uh what you think about it i'll give you guys we'll, we'll give you collectively as cafe baby we'll give you a review of clash of champions following the pay-per-view tonight but let's you know compare and contrast to see if any of these predictions i said came rang true i'll definitely uh you know come back and we'll we'll check up on that and see how my card stacked up against the actual thing later tonight so this has been kayfabe aj you can find us at Kayfabe Avenue on all platforms on YouTube. You can find the live version of these um, podcasts on the on YouTube. You can find us on anywhere your podcasts are provided, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Um, join our Facebook group at Kayfabe Avenue. Join our Instagram at Kayfabe Ave. And my personal, Kayfabe underscore AJ on Instagram. Follow us on the Twitter at Kayfabe Avenue. And like, share, subscribe, give us your thoughts, chime in. This has been Kayfabe AJ, this has been Kayfabe Av, and this has been the Clash of Champions prediction show. Hopefully it's a good one. See you guys later tonight. Bye. And good night. Bye.